Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're coming to you this morning with the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Okay, today today we want to take the time out to to talk about, you know, the, the violence and and you know, the loss of so many loved ones and the tears of so many mothers, so many that have suffered from violent crime and we want to take this time to to look at you know some of the efforts that are being made by ministries out here to 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 heal the broken heart and to and to mend those broken spirits um and today i have melvina on the line with me uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing right now Yes, yes. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, thank you, Pastor Gant, for having me here today. Um, my name is Novena Clark, um, and I want to give God all the glory um, for this opportunity. Glory to God. Yes, give yeah. God all glory. Yes. Um, so my name is Novena Clark, and I am the founder of the Shaquille Clark Foundation, which was birthed in 2015 after the tragic loss of my mother my sister, and my oldest son to domestic gun violence. So what we do is um, we go out into the community and we provide education, we provide resources. Um, We're basically a hand up, not just a handout. Um, We try to come up with solutions to the problems um, that exist throughout our communities today. and so that's basically what we do. We feed, we clothe, we put on events. Whatever God allows us to do, that's what we do. Well, Melvina, you know, you know, I just love you. You know I love you. And I love yes, you. And, and I thank God for you. So I'm going to ask, you know, if you would open us up, open up the broadcast with a short prayer. Uh, okay. For for our mothers and for those that have lost loved ones. Yes, yes, I will be honored to. Well, Father God, we come to you right now, Father God, as humble as we know how, Father God. We give all honor and praises to you, Father God, for you are the great I am and nothing goes past you without your permission. So, Father God, we glorify you right now for the changes, for the things, Father God, for the healing that is going to take place across this nation, Father God. Most importantly right now, Father God, for all those mothers and families out there that are still grieving right now, Father God, we just ask that you come in with a wave of love 
that surpasses all understanding, Father God, and give them strength in the areas where they are weak, Father God. Provide all things that they need according to your riches and your Your glory, Father God, so that they may make their way to Jesus, repent of their sins, and be driven back into the presence of you, God. We just thank you right now for the healing of each mother. Give that mother and that family strength, Father God, to fight the good fight of faith, Father God, that we will be able to come together in unity, unity, Father God, on one accord, Father God, and not just talk about the hurts and the pains, but find solutions to come across that's going to heal the nation, Father God, and that people will know and see that you are in us and working through us, Father God. So right now we declare victory, Father God, and that your love will spread across the nation and that gunfire will cease in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the things that you are getting ready to do in each and every one of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Oh, Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank Thank you, God. There's none like unto him. You know, there's none like unto him. And in the midst of everything that's going on, God has given us an energy, a power. That, that that passes all understanding. I wanted you to talk about a little bit about the, the, the women's program, the women empowerment program that you all held uh recently. Um uh, what what was it talking about broken? Yes. So we had um May twenty third, um we had partnered with um another organization and um so what we did was God gave me a vision of when girlfriends gather. And so we have so many women that are separated, divided, competitive, and everything else, and God said it can't be that way. So when my sister was murdered, one of her girlfriends um, that was at the scene is the reason why um, her husband was able to be found caught and found guilty of her murder. And she said she wished she had paid more attention and been more closer and not let the everyday life things that she's seen with her naked eye divide them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's when God gave me the birthing of When Girlfriends Gather. So When Girlfriends Gather is basically to bring women of all different walks of life, all different cultures, all different backgrounds together on one accord so that we can come and start providing solutions and healing oh, to women across the nation. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we God gave me I've Been Broken, to be set free. He said, now that I've broken you, okay, through all mm-hmm. these things, he's breaking us free of the bondage of the, the hurt, the pain, the letdown, and all those things that have been kept in us captives for far too long. And so we had the event, when girlfriends gather, I've been broken to be set free. So now this one, we talked about our hurts, our pains, and now how we're going to, we're being set free because of God. And so we had women come in to share their stories, their testimonies um, of how they've been through things and how they progressed. And they're they're now in the community civilly for change. So with different organizations, different women with different stories, but it all led to they had to be broken, and now they're free, and now they're out serving actively in their community. And there were some women that that should not be here, 
But they got mm-hmm. besides that point, and they're now out there fighting for change that they want to see in the community. They're not just talking about it. They are actively doing it. And so that's what we did. We highlighted different women. Um, we brought girlfriends together to how they can share. We disagree to agree, but we always remain solid together as girlfriends because we're not always going to agree on things. We're not always going to see eye to eye. But can you walk by faith to know that God has put you together? And we're not always going to be, we're always going to be different, Pastor Gant. We're always going to be different. But those differences is what brings us together. Because if we were all the same, this would be a dull, boring world. But God made us all different for a reason. And he told us to love one another. Love one another. So that's what When Girlfriend Gather was all about, bringing people together, women from all different walks of life, white, purple, black, green, Chinese, to understand the culture and learning how to respect and love one another, God's love. And and, and, and and when we're talking about that, I'm talking about, you know, the energy. You know, when yes. I walked inside the room, you know, of that event, I felt the energy. I felt the the, the anointing. I felt the presence of God. And, and, yes. and, and, you know, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And right now, that's what we're talking about. You know, you know, you know, the, the program that I have with the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, Dr. King organization, the SCLC, you yes. know, we came up with the concept where, where we were going to use the power of education and economic yes. empowerment to counteract the behavior of those that would use crime and violence to create mm-hmm. income. Because, see, see, the event that you're going to now is mm-hmm. dealing with economics. Okay, now, now a lot of the things that are happening out here, a lot of these domestic violence and a lot of these violent crimes that are happening, they're happening because of money. And I want you to share in on that. Glory to God. Um, so the event that um, is taking place um, in Charlotte, North Carolina on tomorrow um, is Amen. the event. Um, Mr. Joshua Proby, he was a young man who served 12 years incarceration for armed robbery. And he got out, and and God truly transformed and changed his life. And so he is actually was able to take what God gave him while he was sitting still. He really had to gravitate to God. Wait wait a minute. Can I I jump in here? Yes, sir. Can I jump in here right quick? You know what? You know what? I was running around out there in that world thinking I was doing this and doing that. And, you know, and God set me down yes. <laughs> inside of that penitentiary just for a little while. And guess what? I produced seven books from wow. right there in that. You know, God has a way of dealing with us. And then not only that, not only that, but I started going to the gospel services in know. And one day, the, the full gospel minister, he just handed me the Bible. He said, he said, he said today we're going to do things different. Instead of me up here talking about what I want to talk about, he said, I'm going to see what y'all want to talk about. And he gave me the Bible, and I opened up the Bible, and I just started from right there. And guess what? We had a revival in the penitentiary. You see, so God, so so what we might think, what we might think to be broken, to be something that we're suffering from, even going to the penitentiary, can be something that God turns to His light. And remember that 
that when Paul was writing all these books in the Bible, guess what? He was writing them from prison. In the book of Revelation that we have, John was writing that, you know, as he was banished on the island yeah. of Patmos. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead on. Because yes, <laughs> I yes. love to hear the brother's testimony. That's powerful. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to, um, Mr. Josh, if you're okay with it, is it okay for him to come on? He's going to tell you. What? I want to let him yes, share his testimony. Yes. Okay. Good okay. God. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yes, sir. We're talking about enlightening right now. Glory to God. All right, do we have him on the line? All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live, and, and, and we we just got through talking about the importance of economics, you know, and what we have to do to, what we have to do to, uh, To for the the for the, the stop the violence in our communities. Uh, so, are you on the line with me now? Okay, I, I got to add a call. Give us just a moment to we have some technical difficulties. Okay, here we go. See if we can merge this call. All right. Okay, are you still there? Okay, I'm trying to uh, merge them in on the line with us right now. So let me see if I can bring them in. Okay, okay, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Was I able to merge you in? Hello, my sister, are you on the line? Okay. All right. I'm trying to see if I can bring her up on the line. We're trying to bring in a uh bring in a guest to uh speak about an event that's going off uh this weekend. Okay. 
So bear with me as we're going to try to bring them in. This is the, okay, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Do I have you on the line? Yes, sir. Okay, hold on just a second. Okay, do I have do I have both of you on the line now? This is Pastor Lionel again with the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Do I have you on the line now? Melvita, are you there with me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, my brother, are you there with me? Yes, I'm here. Okay. All right, all right. Melvita, you was giving the introduction and bro, I want you to you know, to go ahead and introduce yourself after she brings in bring you in on the introduction here. Okay. So this is Mr. Josh Proby. I will be attending his event in Charlotte, North Carolina this weekend coming up. Um, and he's an amazing man who um, I'll allow him to tell his testimony because, you know, nobody can tell it like you. But this is yeah. Mr. Josh Proby. Um, hey, how you Glory to God. Blessings yeah, highly yeah. favor. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's an honor to be on the show. It's an honor just to be speaking. Um, I am Joshua Proby, um, and I currently um, reside in Charlotte, North Carolina, served 12 years in prison. Um, I've been out um, now three years, and uh, uh, one of my sole missions are to be able to implement um, a different system outside of the broken system that I came out of. So uh, just okay. looking forward to being able to continue that and further that so that we can help um, individuals that have stories like mine and to continue to build our community. Amen. Well, tell us a little bit about, tell us a little bit about the event that's going on now. Because as, as, as me and Melvita, we was talk we were talking earlier and we were talking about, the causes, you know, the root causes. Your recording has reached the maximum length. To replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, message canceled. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. I am so sorry. I apologize for that. Let's see. Do I still have you? Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. That was recording from when when we were trying to bring you all on the line. And I'm I'm sorry that that went forward. Okay. So so we were, we were just talking about that and and I was giving her my testimony uh, about how how you know, I went into the prison system and it started a revival in the prison system. And and actually on my day, bro, on the day that I was signing out, the warden brought me up to his office and he said, he said, bro, can't, he said, I know you don't want to hear this. <laughs> he said, I know, I, he said, I know you don't want to hear this, bro. He said, but, he said, but I kind of wish you stay. I said, I know you don't serve your time, but I kind of wish you stay. He said, because I mean, a revival like this in the in the prison system. So could you tell us a little bit about your experience and, and what happened, uh, what you saw happen in, inside our prison system? 
um, experiences inside the prison system was just experiencing and seeing um, how broken it was um, going through different channels and making sure that I attended all of the classes that I was supposed to to become better, only to be sold that, you know, I was trying to manipulate the system. Um, to oh. see different things going on. Um, as you better yourself, it's like the more that you do, the more you're looked down upon. Um, so mm. it's difficult to be in that type of environment to understand that, you know, not only were you trying to better yourself, but still viewed as a criminal, still viewed as a person who um, was not going to be a productive returning person back to society. But seeing at the time, not necessarily just blaming the system, but my entire time in there taking notes, um, finding myself and taking notes of different things that needed to be implemented that created change um, within the system. Amen. Amen. And so how important is how important is the economics, you know, in our community that, you know, when we talk about violence, you know, and we talk about, we talk about, you know, domestic violence, we're talking about, you know, the, the, the shooting and the killings and all the things that's going on, you know, economics play a very important part in that. And and I wanted you to try to highlight your program as to what y'all are doing now. And Melvita, you can feel free to jump in at any time, you know, when you get ready. Um, I think the program uh, dealing with uh, gun violence and, um, a lot of individuals, man, they're they're, they're broken mentally, um, and in that, no one's taking the time to really understand the mental part, and then nobody's actually showing them um, how they can mm. be great. They're having to watch and see yeah. and pick up on things that they feel would allow them to escape their economic poverty without understanding that what they're seeing to try to mimic is not necessarily in line with who they are. And they have no idea at times who they are because they're still battling through so much mental trauma that they're just trying to figure it out as they go. So we deal with mental health. We deal with entrepreneurship. We deal with character building. We deal with business credit, the things that allow people to have money, uh, personal credit. And it's all for free uh, to be able to give our community these type of things that cost so much money to be able to get our community from an economic standpoint don't have the money to be able to pour into those things. So again, taking notes of what the broken system that I experienced, not that I thought, not that I felt, not that I saw, but what I experienced firsthand and knew exactly what our community from an underserved standpoint and also as a returning citizen, exactly what's being needed. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. You know, you know, we did the same thing here in Atlanta um, in the probation in the probation system, um, they allowed me to come in there and set up a class that we called the, you know, the fourth day, meaning that you know that that Christ arose on the third day and new life begins on the fourth day, and uh, and basically we were doing those we were doing those things we were teaching them how to write resumes we were teaching them entrepreneuring how to start their own business while they're trying to find a job and do this thing. And so and so it was a powerful thing. Now now the the event that you all are having that y'all are having this uh this weekend, uh, could you tell us could you tell us uh you know, all the people that's involved and what, what we can expect from that? Uh you just expect good people coming together and uh the graduation is gonna honor the students. 
Um, it's going to mm-hmm. bring forth everybody that needs to come. Um, and really, you just have to be there. You just have to be there to really um, experience it, um, to really know exactly um, what the entire program entails. Um, there's so many stories. There's so many lives. There's so many transformations. Um, I have presidents of schools, of colleges, um, of all sorts who have contributed already to this to make it what it is. Um, so definitely excited about it. And um, for those who want to know more, um, if you're able to be able to come out to the Charlotte area, then uh, you would be able to see exactly um, what comes forth out of it. Amen. Okay, my sister Melvita, are you down on the line with us? Still here, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I'm just well, blessed to be a part of that opportunity. You know, blessed to to watch uh, one of God's great children who has been because you know they're saying there's many are called but only few are chosen, and watch the chosen God. one walk forward in what God has called him to do, not just for self, but to impact and help change lives in his community. Hmm. And, and, and so, and so, and so, our subject we were talking today about, you know, our subject for today we were talking about being broken but not forgotten, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, as 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 we back into the, you know, the Word of God, you know, we see that that our lives are made up of relationships that that we that we interact with 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 different individuals in our lives, and and. And we have a tendency, you know, we have a tendency to see those those relationships, you know, turn violent. And 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 you were sharing about uh, you were sharing about, you know, the the losses that you had, and and we were talking about, you know, being broken. You know, it seemed like seemed like sometimes we have to go through some things and be broken for the Lord to use us. And, and I was enjoying I was enjoying my brother's testimony as he was talking about, you know, the twelve years that he did inside and stuff like that. And bro, I have to tell you that you know for the last three years I've been working I've been working on a book that the Lord had laid on my heart called the Numerology of God, and and He had me to pay attention to the numerology, to pay attention to everyday numbers and everyday things that you know that occur in our lives, and he's showing himself in those things. And when you talk about the 12 years, we already know, we already know how uh, how that goes. So uh, I wanted you to kind of, I wanted you to kind of uh, let us know, you know, what your, what your plans are as far as, uh, as far as the outcome, the objective outcome of this event. Uh, it seems to me as like as though it's going to be a powerful networking and linking event, which uh, which that's something that we try to do here every year. We try to bring together all of the ministries, all of the the businesses, and bring together all of the all of the individuals so they can come together, link, network, and it's just power and unity. Um, absolutely. Um... This 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 is more uh this event is more centered around the graduation of the people who made it through the four month program. Um the individuals who are in there are individuals who are seeing and seeing how um it can be added, 
Um, I don't want to say too much because there's going to be a there's going to be a background. Can you give us a little background on on some of the on some of the the participants? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's there's um, single mothers, um, returning citizens, of course. Um, um, There are um, men, women, different ages. um, Some forty, some thirty, some twenty. Um, we have all just different different demographics that make up ec- economic mobility. Every every checkpoint that comes and makes up the economic mobility disparity gap between um, the high class and the middle class and the low class of so called and how they want to kind of like put it. Um, but every city has a different one. Charlotte is actually dead last in the United States in economic mobility. They're dead last. Wow. So uh, at, the, at the end of the day, um, it, it's definitely an important thing to to focus on that. Um, again, um, without saying too much, because there's going to be a lot of things that are going on that I just don't want to say right now, um, but it, it's going to be good. And it's more for the individuals who have successfully built um, – uh, increased their credit score. We had a 1,500, 1500 total point increase across the board. Uh, it, it, we have we 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 put in the work, man. We just put in the work mm-hmm. to help uh, these amazing, great next fifty leaders because that's what they are. Um, to be able to have not just the information, but to have actually applied it and come out of this as business owners, um, successful uh-huh. business. Who are prepared for funding is great. Glory to God. Glory to God. And and that's what that's what we have to do. We you know, you know, God gave me a seven point plan, you know, to counteract the violence and the mass incarceration of our people. And economics was a very was a very important part of that. And you know, we had to teach them how to produce income from the people up. No more top-down economics. We're not waiting on the, the top-down economics for the money to come down from the corporate sector, from the government sector. You know, now we have to be able to produce money from the people up. And so we went back to the, we went back to the basics, and, 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 and we had, you know, total success. i say, like, in the probation program that we was involved in over there, uh, they said that, 60% of the people that went through our classes, that actually took the classes and went through the program, they didn't repeat back in the system. And that's what we're talking about, bro. And that's, that's how effective that these programs and these events that we're hosting are. And, and, and so I'm going to let ask my sister to jump back in here with anything that she wants to share with us. And we're going into the second half of our show. Melvita, are you there? Yes, I'm still here. Yes, yes. Um, I, you know, I just have to say we need more leaders like this who are creating programs. And, and, and as you've heard, he has created a program not to focus on the problem itself, but, hope, you know, helping people identify in them their Amen. brokenness. You understand Amen. what I'm saying? They're identifying their brokenness. And not only identifying it, he's helping them identify it, but also bringing solutions, solutions to the problems that they're identifying in their life. And so that's what we need 
to move to progress this world forward, to progress these people who are hurt and lost and repeat offenders or, you know what I'm saying, victims. So this is what it's going to take to get us up out of those situational barriers. We can talk about the problem, talk about the pain over and over again, but if we don't stand up to actively and effectively do something to impact the lives of those who are hurting, they've heard us talk about it, now they're acting, show me, teach me, show me. They've heard it all before, but now you've got people like him, myself, and others Lord and yourself God. who are actively mm-hmm. teaching them how to move up out of those situations, their brokenness. Glory yes. to God. You know, you know the, Bible, the Bible is full of stories, you know, and I, I love to refer to the story about the woman at the well. I mean, y'all think about this now. Now, 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 Jesus sent the disciples, he sent them on, you know, he sent them out into six different directions. He sent them out two by two, so they went out into six different directions, and they, they were going out to draw the people and to, you know, to bring, to bring the people in. And, and all of a sudden, here comes this lady coming up to the well, right? Now, she couldn't go to the well at the normal time when all the other women went to the well because they would have been talking about her like a dog because of her personal life, you know, because of the the life that she was living, she was not considered to be, you know, one of the ladies of renown. So she had to go to the well at her own little time when she knew when nobody was there. But look who she ran into. She ran into our Lord and Savior at that well. And that lady did something that ain't no evangelist been able to do to this day. She ran back in that town with one message saying, come see a man who told me all about myself. And the whole city came out. And the whole city came out to see Jesus. So despite what the disciples were doing out there, you know, through that one witness, God changed the whole situation of that city. So, bro, I'm telling you, the work that you're doing, don't take it lightly. Because because that work is going to help so many. These 50 that graduated now that's going out, they're going to help another 50. They're going to help another 100. And it's going to multiply and continue to multiply. And we're going to see the perfect works of God. I'll kick it back to you, bro. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, I, look, I, I mean, I just, I'm so excited. I'm excited because um, it's actually been proven. Um, it's, yeah. it's been tested, um, and it's just been proven. So I'm I'm definitely excited about it because um, God allowed something to come together that um, requires action and not planning and just talking. Um, Amen. So I'm just I'm just excited about that. I'm excited that the work has been done. I'm excited that um, people are going to grow. I'm excited that people can can. Uh, actually have change and uh, not only have hope uh, mm-hmm. with a, a hope and a wish that they're going to be a part of what can change, but they got hope that there's actually something in place that can change their life. Um, Good. So I think, I think that's, that's the beautiful thing. Um, it says faith without works is dead, and I think that so many times, um, even as believers, those who are not believers, I think that their faith becomes stronger than the actual works. So they expect the faith to carry out the works in itself instead of the action. Um, so um, we, we give the message of faith and we give the message of hope 
but yet when we give the faith and message hope, they don't see the action from those who are giving that message. Um, and if the word says faith without works is dead, then we also have to know where our faith is at, but we also got to show the works, you know, um, as it says Ooh, in the word God. as well. You know, they will know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if I'm preaching faith and I'm speaking faith and I know that my faith is strong, then I also need you to know me by my fruit. I also need to know you by my works. Well, if they see that, then you create a garden full of other fruitful things that can continue to feed mm-hmm. others. Glory to God. Glory to God. And, and, and a lot of that start, a lot of that start, you know, from our brokenness, from our brokenness. And, 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 and my sister, uh, tell us about your journey. Now you, you're, you're, you're not here. You're up there now, right? No, I'm, I'm in, I'm still in Georgia. I'm getting ready to okay. travel to, to there to attend and watch, um, a really, really great moment to see some things that we've talked about for far too long. Now I'm watching action come into play. And so I'm I'm actually still in Georgia and getting ready to head out now to, to Charlotte today. Yes. Okay. You know, you know, can you can you give us a little bit my brother, can you give us a little bit of history about Charlotte? Because you know, a lot of people just see Charlotte as being the you know, from the affluent side, the rich side, you know, on the other side of the railroad track. But could you give us a little history on Charlotte? You had mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, you know, we want to talk about the environment and what part the environment plays on on the on the, on the the violence and all the, the, you know, things that are happening in our community. Yes, there's a lot of things going on in Charlotte. First and foremost, I'm not from Charlotte in itself. Yeah. I actually uh-huh. caught home Atlanta, Stone Mountain, which is where a lot of my youth that I was at. Um, but by being here, I've been here for a large part, and just to speak to the um, the gun violence, speak to the um, police brutality that's been happening a lot between South Carolina and North Carolina, which is very close um, because I am the chair for the criminal justice for the NAACP here. Um, so seeing a lot of different, those kind of interactions and, uh, it's two different sides when you look at Charlotte, you know, you have, you have the, the uppity side, the high side, uh-huh. the yeah. side, uh-huh. and then you have the, the more underserved side that is not even so much looking as underserved anymore because it's being regentrified in so many different places that used to be the hood or used to be uh-huh. underserved is now being bought out. So um, it's forcing people out of their homes, and violence is spreading um, to where people are getting pushed out. So it might look nice, but it's still violent there um, because well, 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 it can all. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Okay, with the, with the, with the pandemic that's going on with the COVID and all of this stuff, do you feel that it has played into the violence also? Um. I think it has its fair share. Um, I think violence was there way before COVID. Um, it's it's going to remain when COVID is gone um, um, because violence is something that's embedded into the mind, not necessarily um, a pandemic as such. But I can say that behavior, it contributes yes, to some, behavior. but not all. Amen. Amen. 
Well, well, what's the climate right now in Southern uh, climate? Uh, as far as weather? No, as, as far as, you know, the hearts and minds of the people. Do you see, oh, do you see oh, any the hearts and minds of the people here are very um, hopeful, very hopeful. Um, they're driven. Um, I could definitely say that. Um, and encouraged. Um, you do have some that are are doubting to see the more that they see police brutality and, and offers get away with cert- certain things. Um, so it causes them to be a little discouraged, but part man encouraged. I can say encouraged. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, we thank you and we commend you for the work that, that is going on. We give God all the glory because he's doing a new thing in our midst. And my sister, we were talking about that earlier. We were sharing about that earlier, how 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 God is just bringing people together of like mind, of like heart, of like spirit, as as if the Holy Spirit is ministering to all of us, and He's moving us in the same direction. Y'all have anything to say about that? Melvi, are you there with us? Yes, yes, I'm there. I'm here. Uh huh. Um, okay. You know, I always say that um, for me, in my experiences with life, pain truly does serve purpose. Um, but only if you separate yourself from the worldly things and not wallow in your sorrow. So for me, mm. I truly believe pain truly does serve purpose. But you have to really, at that moment of the hurt, use the necessary tools that God has given us. And that is his word, his word, his promises, not just speak them, but actually live them through your actual everyday life. My Lord, my Lord. Okay, my brother. You feel like the like the Holy Spirit is leading us all to the same purpose because we're gathering like this. Okay, I wish y'all could be sitting where I'm sitting, where I'm linking and networking with other activists, with other civil rights leaders, and other people in other states. And the same thing is happening. The same thing is happening down here in Georgia. It's happening up there with you. It's happening up there. It's happening everywhere at the same time. You know. So, so the Holy Spirit is definitely moving us into the same direction, and you know, I just see, I just see a tremendous outcome coming. You know, I believe that we're going to have a revival such as we've never seen before. Because the the amazing thing, I know, sister, I know you can you can chime in on this, and my brother, you can chime in on it. You know, it's an amazing thing that this this young generation, this generation that we're ministering to now, you know. They they will research it. They will they will they will they will knuckle down and get you know. They're curious to find out about the truth and to find out you know what the word of God is saying and you know how it's relating to you know the Bible prophecy that we're living in today. And it's an amazing thing that's going on right now. To me, these are some these are some very exciting times, and I'm thankful that God allowed me to be here in this in this time of ministry. Do y'all have anything to add? No, I'm just grateful, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm truly grateful. 
Okay. I got I got I'm I'm so grateful and so blessed um to have this opportunity. So I gratefully believe that. I thank you for this opportunity and uh look forward to continuing to just keep pushing and believing what we believe in, which is change. Amen. Positive change. I mean, if you had something to say to the young brothers and young sisters out there right now, what would be your final statement? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I thought I lost you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was asking for your final your closing statement. Oh, closing statements would be just to um, thank you first and foremost, Miss Melvina. Uh, Thank you, Mister Gant, for having this opportunity. Um, Secondly, just to make sure that we continue to make our actions more stronger than just what we say. Um, we live in a generation, as me and Ms. Melvina have talked plenty of times, we live in a generation where people want to see. Um, and I think we've reiterated that more than anything. So allowing our actions to be just stronger than our words. Amen. All right, my sister, what's your closing statement? Um, same here. We have to... Stop talking about it, spending so much time talking, 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 but now moving out of the talking stage into the action stage and, and gravitating to those young young adults or youth, mothers, fathers, whomever is ready for the action stage, you know. So it's just encouraging them to continue to stand in the hands of the Lord, trust them when things come, and, and, and also say that, Everything that happens bad in mm-hmm. our lives actually is some of the greatest things that could have ever happened That's because our change comes from the bad things that we look at with okay. the naked eye. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. to those out there, if you feel like things are going wrong, it's because God is trying to redirect your path and, and, and surrendering right. to him, allowing him to walk you back into that presence, walk you into your purpose, so that you can reach your destination, your destiny. But it takes Amen. you self-examining yourself and wanting the change. We can't, me, Mr. Josh, Mrs. Gant, we can't want it more than they want it for themselves. So just take full advantage of what is presented before you and not just taking advantage of it, but putting the action behind it for the change and the impact that you want for your life. Amen. Amen. All right, this is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia, with Nothing But the Whole Truth. I want to thank you both for coming on to the show today. And, and you know, I, I, I wish I could be there with you all, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure that the next time y'all have one, I'm going to make sure that I be there, bro. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I be there. Because my sister, she told me about the event and time enough for me to, to try to get prepared. But there's just so many things that are going on right now as we are as we're going toward the 4th of July event that we're going to be having at the state capitol, uh, the Freedom Day, where we're going to try to bring unity back into all this confusion and division that's been going on. 
And so we just got to make an appeal uh, to the nation that the only way we're going to make it as a nation of people is for us to stand together. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth, Brazil broadcast. And we're coming to you live once again with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessings.